proof of work has proven itself to be resistant and robust and is the best consensus algorithm we have that can resist even nation-state attacks by requiring them to not only have an industrial-scale infrastructure, but also to expend energy whether or not they have all of the hash rate. Hey, it's Anita, and this is the Anita Posh Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Last Week in Bitcoin. The topic of this week's episode is the eco-narrative against Bitcoin and why it doesn't use proof-of-stake, a mining mechanism that is using less energy than proof-of-work. With this week's Tesla dismissing Bitcoin for its energy use and at the same time Elon Musk pumping the choke currency dodge, another level of hypocrisy has been reached. Enemies of Bitcoin are happy because the big Elon has shown Bitcoin its limits. I have a message for you. All of you or all of us living in cozy Western secure democratic countries go and check your privileges before you dismiss a neutral community money from the people for the people that allows permissionless access to finance for everybody, regardless of age, wealth, status, gender or color. Around 7 billion people do not have what you have. While we and our money system have been commodifying the planet's resources to raise our wealth and living standards, you now want to exclude the rest of the world from it? If you don't want or can't see Bitcoin's potential, then just don't use it. You don't have to. And by the way, Bitcoiners want to save the planet too. Only some want to go to Mars. The job of every altcoin is creating a narrative against Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And whoever has the best narrative against Bitcoin gets the most ignorant money. Says John Cavallo in episode 33 of my podcast, where we are discussing narratives against Bitcoin. And one of these narratives Elon Musk has been pushing this week. Last week, I featured some old men yelling at Bitcoin. This week, Elon Musk and Tesla made a 180-degree turn on Bitcoin. What Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett and Elon Musk have in common is that they all got rich in an inflationary money system that allowed them to accumulate wealth through cheap credit. I put it this week this way. Bitcoin. Only some understand it, most need it, but those who need it the least have the strongest negative opinion. Interestingly enough, though dismissing Bitcoin for its electricity demand and stopping to use it as a payment for Teslas, Tesla Inc. will hold on to the Bitcoin they already own. It's mind-boggling how a car manufacturer and a guy who is sending rockets to the sky to colonize Mars instead of saving the Earth suddenly supports a joke cryptocurrency like Dogecoin, which is using the same proof-of-work mechanism that Bitcoin is being bashed for. My new book that will be released on July 24th includes a chapter on Bitcoin's ecological footprint with studies and facts. But all of these don't get very far. If people who make the argument that Bitcoin uses too much electricity don't want to see the greater positive potential of Bitcoin. Here is Andreas M. Antonopoulos, who has written the technical standard books about Bitcoin and Ethereum, speaking about this problem. People who make this argument have usually a very specific 
bias or agenda that is very difficult to shift. First of all, they confuse energy production with energy consumption and see the two as equivalent. This would be the same as saying that electric cars harm the environment because they use more energy in total than gasoline cars. Um, but that's ignoring the side effects of concentrating production of energy and regulating it, as well as distributing the consumption in that way. Uh, obviously, the distribution of gas and oil is much more harmful to the environment. And theoretically, at least, if you're producing the electricity for your Teslas with coal-fired um, power plants, they're more damaging to the environment. You don't hear them saying this argument, however, because... It is much easier to regulate the production of energy in one place at the electricity plant than regulate the emissions of a billion vehicles that are distributed all around the place. So if you shift the emissions from the endpoint to the source, you've achieved a great deal of environmental impact. These are fundamental concepts in understanding that energy consumption is not the same as pollution. Also, energy consumption in Bitcoin is not related to the number of transactions. Energy consumption in Bitcoin does not grow linearly with the amount of people using it, etc., etc., etc. All of these things are incorrect. Um, but if you want to bash Bitcoin because you don't see it as useful or you disagree with its political message, uh, then no amount of argumentation is going to shift that perspective. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep focusing on what matters. The truth of the matter is that because Bitcoin mining can happen anywhere, and does not require a specific location, Bitcoin mining is attracted to renewable energy and waste energy, energy that either cannot be distributed or um, cannot be used in a cost-effective manner because it is remote. Things like off-flaring of gas, hydro that exceeds local demand, or other renewable forms of energy that exceed local demand and do not have distribution mechanisms. In the end, Bitcoin subsidizes renewable energy. But that argument won't get you very far if the people are not interested in good faith arguments. Just ignore it. If you're worried about pollution, regulate energy production. One of the best ways to do that is, in my opinion, with carbon credit markets. But um, those are not very popular. Talking about carbon credit markets, Tesla makes most of its money from renewable energy credits, RECs. Where carbon credits help reduce greenhouse gas emissions, renewable energy certificates offset electricity use from non-renewable sources. Instead of offsetting carbon, RECs offset kilowatt hours. So RECs are not really helping to reduce carbon emissions. They enable polluters to pay for damaging the environment. Tesla is also relying on government subsidies. So in my opinion, this is a politically motivated move. But then it's really getting ridiculous when Elon tweets... Working with Doge devs to improve system transaction efficiency. Potentially promising. I mean, really? Dogecoin is a joke cryptocurrency. There have been no technical developments in the last years. It has no supply limit and most importantly uses the same proof of work mining as Bitcoin. It just uses less energy as Bitcoin because it's less secure. Why doesn't Bitcoin use a different mining mechanism like Ethereum does? 
At the moment, Ethereum is using Proof-of-Work too, but it will change to Proof-of-Stake. So why doesn't Bitcoin also use Proof-of-Stake? Well, because it's less secure and it's basically a voting mechanism, which means that wealth can buy you votes and therefore influence the system, which is not possible in Bitcoin. Here is Andreas M. Antonopoulos again. In my opinion, at least for now, proof of stake has not proven itself at scale in an adversarial environment and in resisting long range attacks or attacks by collusion of the stakers um, because it is qualitatively different than proof of work and its immutability is not the same. In a proof of work system, even if you have a hundred percent of the um, capacity, the hash power, um, you cannot collude to mine blocks without proof, meaning that you cannot rewrite the history of the past without expending the energy. Even 100% of miners cannot change the consensus rules and cannot mine a chain without remining it with the same amount of energy expenditure. In a proof-of-stake system, all of the stakers can collude to change the past at zero cost, as far back as they want with a long-range attack. Now, this is solved with other controls, social controls and checkpoints within the software. Those checkpoints are even more effective, in fact, if you embed them in a proof-of-work blockchain. But bottom line is, I don't think proof-of-stake is proven yet at the scale needed to replace proof of work. And if it becomes proven and it shows that it can resist adversarial attacks and produce immutability at the same rate, great, we'll do it. Why the hell not? But in the meantime, proof of work has proven itself to be resistant and robust and is the best consensus algorithm we have that can resist even nation state attacks by requiring them to not only have an industrial scale infrastructure, but also to expend energy whether or not they have all of the hash rate. The only argument that might really get them to overthink their opinion about Bitcoin is that it's the only cryptocurrency and the only tool that enables freedom of speech. Listen to Gabriel Shipton, the half-brother of Julian Assange, explaining why we need Bitcoin to enable publishing the truth. WikiLeaks was really the first use case for Bitcoin as freedom of speech money, a money that couldn't be silenced. The most powerful government in the world couldn't stop WikiLeaks using Bitcoin. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Last Week in Bitcoin. I hope you're back next week when it's time again for the Anita Posh Show. If you like it, subscribe to my podcast feed. You can find it in every podcast player. Just search for Anita Posh and hit the subscribe button. And if you have a question or just want to send me some feedback, drop me a line at hello at anitaposh.com. See you next week when it's time for the Anita Posh Show. Music, start with yes, delicate beats. Content, idea and production, Anita Posh.